0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, November the 3rd, 2022. It is currently 6.37 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I can't speak for you. But for me, I'm, I'm having a little bit of trouble processing that it's November the 3rd. I, I don't know. It's just, I'm sitting there thinking November. I mean, 2022, it, it's almost over. It's just, it's, it's before we know it, it's going to be 2023 and you're going to hear me, you know, in every broadcast saying 2022 when I'm supposed to be saying 2023. Yeah, nobody really cares that I'm going to be making that mistake. But I know that mistake is coming because you get used to saying 2022, 2022. But now I'm, I'm painfully aware that 2022 is almost over. So I'm curious, at least at least this is a question I'm asking myself. I am curious, though, to know what, what you think and what you're feeling. Do you feel, I mean, come on, be honest here, No, we don't need to pretend, right? We're we're all friends, right? We're all in this together. We're fellow students of God's word. The whole Bible study exercise podcast series is supposed to be designed to try to find Christians out there who really want to study the Bible. So everyone who listens to this podcast series, I consider you fellow students. We're all in this together. We're all hopefully working to study God's word, but I, I really want to use this phrase. I want us to be people who actually listen to God's word. So in 2022, I know this kind of, this message would be usually reserved for later in the year, but I'm just going to use it right now. For 2022, how good of a listener do you think you have been to the word of God? If you remember our last study in Nehemiah chapter eight, we, we did a lot of discussing the difference between being a listener and a hearer. Right. Just hearing sounds like having the ability to hear sounds versus listening, giving it your full attention, paying attention to it, thinking about it. How good of a listener have you been to the word of God in 2022? If you if you remember, I'll, I'll just I'll go back in. I'll go back and do this. I, I don't want to spend too much time reviewing this, but it was I think it was a very uh, good discussion wasn't my plan necessarily to do this, but that's okay. Let's do this. All right. Listening definition to li- listening is, uh, give one's attention to a sound. Take notice of and act on what someone says. Listening is giving attention to hearing. You're just aware of the sound. So sometimes, Hey, you hear me, but are you listening to me? So I really want you to think about 2022. Have you, how well would you rate or rank your listening to God's word? You may have heard God's word a lot in 2022. You may have read it. You may have listened to all kinds of sermons. You may have listened to all kinds of podcasts. You may have heard the word of God, but did you actually listen to it? Were you attentive to it? Did you, did it get your full attention? Do, do you do you really are you holding on to things you learned in 2022? I I think that it's a a a good time to consider that. It, it gives us plenty of time. One, I hope it will give us some time to maybe consider and acknowledge where we have failed to be good listeners, and then maybe we can try to end 2022 with really, really, really developing good listening skills as far as the word of God is concerned. And then hopefully we'll prepare us for 2023. I'm I'm hoping that maybe something good can come out of this discussion. So have you been a good listener? Now, the reason we've been talking about listening to the word of God, hearing the word of God, is because our Bible study exercise for this week is Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter eight, and we, we've—I've given you some assignments. I've given you some homework. I'm not going to go back all, all through that. Let's read Nehemiah chapter eight, just some of it, and we're going to focus on one word for this Bible study exercise. Just one word. And I hope that, I I don't know where the conversation and discussion is going to go, but I hope it sparks a lot of thinking for those who are participating in the Bible study exercises. Are you ready? Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 1. Let's just jump right in. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate, And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. Now, one of the questions I gave everyone to work on is who asked for the word of God to be brought out and read? Who asked for the word of God? Was it the pastors? Was it the priest? Was it the spiritual leaders? Or was it the people? Was it the people? I would love to see Christians constantly wanting and asking for the word of God. That would be that would be awesome. But that, that, that's a whole sermon in and of itself. All right. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and of women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. I think I asked, I think one of the assignments I gave, maybe I did not repeat it, but exactly how many hours was that? Do we have an estimated amount of hours that was? I don't know if I, uh, I I think I may have not repeated that uh, assignment, but exactly how many hours, about what time in the morning did they stop and what time was considered midday at that time? Like about how many hours was that? All right. All right. Uh so he he uh read before he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday, before the men and the women, and those that could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law, were attentive. I I I definitely told you to do some work on that word attentive. Remember, it's in italics. Wasn't in the original. But if you read all of the English translations, they they really think that they they had to add something there to really help us understand how the people were listening. And there's some justification for that. And I told you to look up commentaries and all of that. I'm not going to repeat all of your assignments there. But I I guess I'm saying I'm not going to repeat all of the assignments, but I am repeating some of them. I'm just not going to go back and reteach those assignments. All right, here we go. Um, And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose, and beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, Annaiah, Urija, Hilkiah, uh, Messiah. On the right hand, on the left hand was Pedaiah, Mishael, Malkiah, Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalom. Hashbadana, if I did, if I said that incorrectly, Zechariah and Meshalom. All right, so those are the names. Remember, I and I, I don't know if I gave you the assignment. I, I I don't think I gave you this assignment. So I'll just give you this assignment right here. I'll just give you this assignment right here. I don't think I gave this to you last time. So I'll give this to you now. This is extra credit. All right, so let's go through the names again. Matathiah, Shema, Anaiah, Urijah, Hilkiah, Masiiah. That's on the right. On the left hand, Pedaiah, Mishael, Malkhiah, Hashem, Hashbadana, uh, Zechariah, and Meshalom. What I want you to do is just choose one of those names. Just choose one of those names. Just randomly choose one of those names and just try to write out a basic summary of what you can find out about the person, right? You just choose randomly. If there's a lot of information, then you're going to have a longer summary. If there's very little information, fine. Just choose one randomly, right? And you say, what do I do? Uh, you you could look up the name and see if, if the name is used anywhere else in the Bible, and then you'll have to figure out that if it's the exact same person. So that could take you down lots of rabbit trails. Uh, basically, I would just grab a Bible dictionary and look up the name and see, is it uh, which, which. if there's more than one person with that name, does do they identify who this person is? And just what can you learn about them? Just, just for fun, because a lot of times when you see these long lists of names or these lists of names that in some cases we don't even say them correctly, we have a tendency just to skip past them. But it's always good to stop. Every time, every time you are reading the Bible and you come through a list of names, just stop and just randomly choose one and go, okay, I'm going to look this one up and try to find out something about it. Now, you could stop and look them all up. The reality is no one's going to do that. But if every time you read those list of names, you are choosing random ones, sooner or later over time, you've got, you've looked up all of them and you at least have a basic idea who they are. I mean, can, can you tell me anything Mattathiah. who's he? Do you know anything about Mattathiah? Shema, Annaiah, Urijah, um, Hilkiah, M- uh, Masiaiah, uh, Pedaiah, Mishael, Machiah. Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah. You may Zechariah, you may have a little idea there, and Meshullam. I mean, can you can you tell me anything about them at all? If you cannot. Then just make it a personal challenge to look up. And you say, well, I want to look up more than one. Okay, just look up two or three. I'm not trying to make this an extensive study. I just want you to get in the habit when you see a name and you don't know the name and you can't say and you can't stop and say anything about it. Just make it a a point of discipline to always at least look up one. Because everyone can do that, right? If I say look them all up and write out a summary for all of them, people are going to be like, that's too much. That's too difficult, especially after the long study in Amos. So I just want you to just get in the habit to look up one. So look up one, all right? But that's still not what the focus is on for this uh, Bible study exercise. Here we go. Verse 5. Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, For he was above the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, or Amen, Amen, depending on where you're from. All right. Amen, Amen. With lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. I want you to focus on worshipped. Now, does the word worship here simply mean they bowed down? Does it just, just it simply is the word simply here to indicate their their their, their physical position that, that uh, how they bowed themselves down? Is it simply reflecting the position of the body, or is this reflecting the idea of actually worshiping the Lord? Worshiping the Lord. In other words, they may have bowed down, but the bowing down was simply an outward expression of what was going on inwardly, which was worship. They listened to the word attentively, right? They listened to it, or you could say they longed for it. They asked for it. They listened to it, and they worshiped the Lord as a result of it. I want you to really focus on this concept of worship. And here's the reason why. You know it, I know it, we all know it. Most Christians, no matter what they may profess theologically, in their mind, in their heart, in practice, they constantly associate worship with singing. They constantly associate worship with a feeling, with an emotion that usually comes from maybe the way the church service is done. There's music, there's this, there's all these little steps, right? And it gives a sense of worship. It gives this sense. Maybe the lights are lowered down. Maybe they sing an acapella song. It's it's about creating an environment, a feeling, an emotion. And people will say that worship was so sweet. That worship was so great. That worship was so awesome. Now take those same people, bring them to church at 9 a.m. From 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., just read scripture. At the conclusion of reading the scripture, will those people go, the worship was sweet. The worship was great. I guarantee you they will not. I guarantee you, they will not say the worship was sweet. They will say it was too long. It was just reading of scripture. I I, that was that, that I had a hard time paying attention. Whatever, I know. Just go to in your church next week. Have the pastor stand up. No singing, no nothing. Just the reading and preaching of God's word for one hour, just for one hour. Don't don't, just bypass all the other little like things you got to check off. Well, we got to pray here. We got to stand here. We got to sing this. We got to hold hands. We got all this, all the, all the little things that are, you know, supposed to be on the checklist that, you know, it's right there in scripture and how you're supposed to do it, right? So we we have all these things. Blow those things up. Just burn, burn the list and just say, we're going to preach God's word for an hour. Well, people say the worship was wonderful. They'll probably say, it, it, felt, I'll guarantee you're going to hear these words. It, that felt like a school. I know, and the reason I know this is because I've encountered it my entire Christian life. It, it just feels like a school. It just feels like a seminary. It just feels like learning, learning, learning. I, I don't, I don't feel anything else. Well, wait a minute. They just heard the word of God read for, for morning till midday. And yet they are in fact, look at it, look at it. They, they, um, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. They literally fall to their knees and place their face on the ground, worshiping God as a result of just hearing the word of God read, no emotional manipulation, no stage lighting, no praise band, just the word of God. Why is it that the word of God does not have that impact on us. there's There's something here that we have to really think about. There's something here we have to really think about. Something has gone wrong in our thinking. I think something has profoundly gone wrong in our thinking, and I don't know exactly what it is. I, I bet you, I, 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 I would, I, I think I would be right here. I think I could be right. If your church, if your pastor at your church said for the next month, we're not going to have any singing. We're not going to pass the offering plate. We're not going to do any of those things. We're just going to preach. I'm going to preach every Sunday for an hour. For For Sunday school, I'm just going to teach. For, for uh, morning worship, I'm just, we're not going to do anything else. I wonder, one, if he would have a job at the end of the month. Let's say he decided to do it for four weeks. I wonder if he'd have a job at the end of the month. Two, I wonder how many people would be thinking about leaving the church. And three, I wonder what the criticisms would sound like. Well, I mean, Lord, a pastor, not Lord. Pastor, we came to worship the Lord. Where's the worship? We need worship. It just seems like teaching, 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 teaching. teaching. I've literally heard this complaint at my church. It's just teaching, teaching. All we do is dig into things deep, dig into the, I I just, something is, wait, no, wait a minute. Maybe the problem isn't the way the church is doing things. Maybe the problem is in you because these people just heard scripture read from morning to midday and they're worshiping God. Now, some may argue, no, 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 the worship here is not worship. It just means to bow down. But I think, I think it's carrying more with it. Um, other translations translates it this way. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and with her hands uplifted, all the people said, Amen, Amen. Then they knelt low and worshiped the Lord with their faces. See, they, this one has, they, they knelt. So already have kind of giving their physical position. But they worshipped. The worship, the, 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 the Hebrew word, I was going to say Greek word, the Hebrew word here is this. Uh, say so that's verse 6. Let me open up verse 6 in the interlinear. The Hebrew word is, and worshipped is the phrase, it's this. Strong's H7812, shacha, shacha. Shacha, shacha. I can't kind of make that guttural sound, Shaha. all right, or you almost want to say shakha, but I think it's shaha, right, like that, oh, well, I mean, we just heard it, all right, but bottom line is, we could get a discussion how to say it correctly, it's used 172 times in the King James, 99 times it's translated worship, 99 times it's translated worship, all right, um, and, but it can just refer to, it can just refer to bowing down. It can, but it, I mean, at least almost a hundred times it refers to worship. The Strong's definition means to prostate, uh, in other words, to, to, to bow your, to bow yourself down, but in homage to royalty or God, bow self down, crouch, fall down, flat, humbly beseech, uh, do reverence, make to stoop, to worship. All right? So even though it's the bowing down aspect is there, there's a worship aspect. And I'm just curious. Remember I asked you to rate your listening? You may disagree with this, but just 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 just, just think this through. The hearing Of God's word may simply lead to knowledge and pride. Listening, truly listening to God's word, leads to humility and worship. Just hearing the word. May lead to, may lead to learning, but it will lead to pride. It will lead to arrogance. It may lead to arguing. It may lead to debating. So I want you to hear this. Hearing the word of God, just hearing it. It may, there may be the positive. You may hear, get some learning, but it's going to lead to pride and arguing where listening leads to humility, right? It leads to humility and it leads to worship. Hearing may lead to learning, may lead to learning, but it leads to pride and arguing. That's all, that's all that you just, you you become prideful because you think of how much you know and you just argue, 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 where if you truly listen to God's word, you should be humbled because you've become face to face with how much you don't know and you worship God. So if you're listening isn't right, in other words, if you're, if you're hearing and not listening, then you won't be worshiping. And I think too many people go to church to hear and not to worship because they think the worship is something other than the hearing, the listening to God's word. I mean, it's the worship band, the praise band, the worship time. Now the worship time is the preaching of God's word. I want you to consider the connection between the word of God and worship, at least as it appears in Nehemiah chapter 8. I, I, think, I think we've got something cl- wrong, and, and, I, and I'm not even going to go into any more into Nehemiah 8. I just want you to focus on that. All I want you to do for that, for this Bible study exercise, is I want you to work this out. Listening and hearing, we've already been talking about that. The, the, the definition between those two clearly, I mean, there's, that's not even debatable. There is a difference between listening and hearing. These people, the text seems to indicate that they listen and the listening leads to worship. And I think that there's too many cases where Christians don't actually listen to the word of God. They hear it and the result is that maybe a knowledge, but they become arrogant and argumentative. Where listening to God's word humbles you, you bow yourself, you acknowledge your lack of actually understanding, and you worship God. I think there's a massive lack of listening, therefore there's a lack of actual worship due to the word of God. And we think worship is nothing more than this man-made manipulation of emotion. I'm I'm going to stand my ground on this. And, 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 I, and I don't know how many people may disagree, but I'm going to stand my ground. I think we are on to something here. Oh, I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it right there. There's much more I would like to say, but I'm going to leave it right there. Remember the Bible study exercise, always designed for me to, 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 I, I do some of the teaching, but I like to hand it to you so that you do some of the work on this. I've given you some smaller assignments, but I really want you to just ponder this, think about this, focus in on this. I, I, I trust me, if if I wasn't doing on the for the today's focus podcast series where we're looking at the five signs of spiritual immaturity, if we weren't doing that, I would make this concept right here a part of today's focus. But but we're we're, we're focusing in on other things there. But I want you to work on this. All right, Discord channel, talk about it. Because I think in some ways this blows up really the entire mindset of the average Christian and the average church. I think it completely just blows it up. And it would be interesting if we adopted maybe a more biblical perspective on this. But I'll leave it there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, news at yahoo.com. That's news at yahoo.com. We definitely will talk about this some more. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.